Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 865, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Let's read the passage. For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard, so that we will not drift away. For if the message spoken through angels was legally binding, and every transgression and disobedience received just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord, and it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. This is the book of Hebrews. It's a letter or sermon written by an unknown author to a group of Jewish Christians. They're starting to have persecution. All all Christians are being persecuted now in the Roman Empire. And there's a temptation to turn back to Judaism, to abandon Christianity, which is getting dangerous, and move back into Judaism, which is tolerated by the Roman Empire. And this book, this letter, is an exhortation to remain in Christ. And we saw the last time he talked about how Christ is superior to angels. Now, you think, so what? Well, now we're going to see the so what here in this section today. So starting in chapter 2, verse 1, for this reason we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. Well, for what reason? For the reason that Christ is superior to the angels. Christ is superior to angels. So, better pay attention to what we have heard. Now, what is it that we've heard? Well, we've heard the gospel. And this is key. The sentence right here, pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. The key to not drifting away, drifting away from what? Well, drifting away from that relationship with God, drifting away from Christ, drifting away from salvation. So in order to not drift away, it's important to pay attention to what we have heard, the gospel. Verse 2, for if the message spoken through angels was legally binding, and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment, well, pause there. So this is where the superior to angels comes in. So now he's talking about angels brought messages from God. In fact, the word angel means messenger. The primary role angels have is bringing messages from God in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament. So the angel brings a message from God. It's a message from God. It's not just a message from the angel. So it's very serious to ignore that message. If God speaks, even through an angel, this is God speaking. And so you better not disregard what the angel is saying, or there'll be big consequences. Now, at this period of time, the understanding was basically the Mosaic law came through the agency of angels. Now, wait, 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 we don't see any angels on Mount Sinai with God, do we? Not really, not in the narrative we see in Exodus, but the understanding they had was angels were involved in this somehow. If we look 
in Galatians 3.19. Paul says, why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. So Paul's understanding was angels were involved in the giving of the law. Acts 7.53, you who received the law that was given through angels, but have not obeyed it. We see the understanding there that angels were involved in the giving of the law. And Josephus is not Bible, but he was a first century Jewish historian, said, and for ourselves, we have learned from God the most excellent of our doctrines, that the most holy part of our law by angels or ambassadors. So that just speaks of the common understanding in the first century was angels were involved. And we see angels involved in the process. Exodus 23, the Lord tells Moses, Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and bring you to the place I prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. So they're saying this angel's speaking for me in my name toward the end of Moses' life in Deuteronomy 33, 2. He said, The Lord came from Sinai and appeared to those from Seir. He shone on them from Mount Param and came with 10,000 holy ones. The imagery there is 10,000 angels from Mount Sinai. That's where the law was given. Psalm 68, 17. God's chariots are tens of thousands, thousands and thousands. The Lord among them in the sanctuary as he was at Sinai. So this idea of thousands of angels with the Lord on Mount Sinai. So the whole point here is the understanding and even a biblical imagery is there were angels involved in the giving of the law. And so the message here is, and the message that the angels brought is God's message. The instructions they gave are God's instructions. The requirements they brought were God's requirements. And there are severe penalties for disobeying these messages that angels bring. Then, verse 3, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation had its beginnings when it was spoken of by the Lord, and it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. So, it begins with this idea of angels brought messages from God. Now shift to Christ, who is superior to the angels. And so if Christ is superior to the angels, the message he brings is superior to the message that the angels bring. And the consequences would be greater for ignoring his instructions, his message, versus consequences of ignoring the angels' messages. So this is why he makes the point that Christ is superior to the angels. And what is the message of Christ? It's the message of salvation. It is the gospel. This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord. So Christ brought the message of salvation. It was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Now, this is interesting. This is where we get the idea that 
whoever wrote Hebrews did not hear things directly from Christ, that he's a second-generation Christian. He was told the gospel by people who heard it from Christ. That's where he says it was confirmed to us by those who heard him, those who heard Jesus. We, the author and his recipients, had not heard Jesus personally. They had heard the gospel, though, from those who did. Then verse 4, at the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles, distributions of the gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. So Christ brought the gospel message, and it was preached by the apostles, but it was endorsed, authenticated by God based on what he did, the signs and wonders, various miracles, distribution of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's why we know the gospel is true, because God endorsed that message. I don't make too much of it, but the interesting thing, the word testified, God testified by these signs and wonders. This is a big Greek word, soon epimortureo, which is a compound word that basically means to unite in adding testimony. So it's more than just, and God said, more than that God testified, but this idea of God added to what the apostles were doing by his testimony is the only place in the Bible this word appears. And so it's just an interesting tidbit there. But the whole point here is the message of Christ is superior to the message that the angels brought, even the Mosaic law. And so the consequences of ignoring that message are greater than the consequences of ignoring messages by angels, the Mosaic law. And so the warning, pay attention to what we have heard, the gospel message, so that we will not drift away. Now, this is the first of five warnings. Throughout the book of Hebrews, there is these serious warnings, warnings against falling away. And remember, they're tempted to fall back into Judaism, abandon Christianity. And this is the first of the warnings. No, don't do it. You drift away. You ignore this message of salvation. There's some dire consequences of doing that, lest we drift away and not escape God's punishment. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.